0: Welcome to another episode of On the Issues with Alan Ben Mir. Today's guest is Naim Rashiti, Executive Director of the Balkans Group, a think tank dedicated to regional cooperation and peace in the Balkans. In this episode, which was recorded prior to the agreement reached between Kosovo and Serbia on March 18th, Alana Naim discuss Kosovo-Serbia dialogue, Kosovo's challenges with corruption and other domestic issues, and the impact of Turkish and Russian influences in the Balkans.
1: Uh, I've been, uh, I, I will be writing soon, uh, a major work on what I consider, what I believe Kurty is not, should be doing. Uh, I think his priorities are not uh, misplaced. Uh, and so for some time now. And so he could probably accomplish a great deal more had his priorities been in order. He's been focusing more. On Serbia, what Serbia is doing or not doing, license plates, and all of the stuff. When in fact, he wants to do he what he needs to do is what you starting doing and start thinking about how to solidify, strengthen, because I was independent. And, and uh, if I may, to me, what Kurti has been doing is instead of focusing on the internal. Is a domestic issue and strengthen, in many ways, the institutions to make Kosovo's democracy functioning. Deal with corruption. Deal with the economy. Deal with all the what the country needs. But he's all over trying to assert Kosovo's independence, feeling that asserting the political independence and as someone else, it's more important and strengthening so Kosovo independence from within, how to make Kosovo strong from within. That is where it's real dependence, real independence uh, uh, rest, is how strong the economy is, how strong it is this social cohesiveness, how how much the corruption is reducing. So I want you to take it from there.
0: Yes, and uh, I, I've always wondered how Kosovo can deal uh, in parallel with two major agendas, domestic consolidation of the institutions, economy, development, prosperity, and the international foreign policy, international agendas, which are major burden. And these are two major challenges that happening consistently, um, and Fikoso is facing consistently. And what has been proven, in my view, is that Kosovo seems not to have the stomach, the ability, the human capital and political capital to deal with both. And for numerous reasons, and I'll come, I'll come to that point. And that is a major challenge. So, whenever since the dialogue began, uh, we've been, you know, wondering why other the governments of. Consecutive governments have not been able to keep up the momentum in domestic development, strengthen institutions, and at the same time conduct the dialogue. And I've, I've been talking to ministers who say that, and they have claimed that it's impossible because the lead the, the 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 focus of the leaderships of the institutions have been on the dialogue, on the concluding this with the hope that this will conclude, and secondly. The focus of international community was also was on the foreign foreign policy and mainly dialogue, security of the dialogue, and has been has proven to be a tremendous challenge for Kosovo to advance on both agendas, and this is exactly why uh, previous governments have failed, and potentially or this government risks also failing. Uh, to meet the, the citizens' expectations, and this is why exactly why some of the international agendas or reform policy agendas have become very unpopular because they were seen as keeping hostage the domestic development, and 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 that has had enormous impact on the societal perception to the extent to basically dre- le- driving the 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 society seeking to go abroad which is happening happening rapidly. Uh, to all this, honestly, I mean, this government has done some of the good things. Uh, and the good thing is c- corruption, fight against the corruption or are preventing the structure, the political structure getting to evolve in the corruption. And, and Kosovo is performing quite well in this. Yet the challenges remain. Strengthened performance of the government institutions, uh, strengthening uh, uh, accountability, implementing proactive projects, infrastructure projects, uh, attracting FDIs have proven uh, very difficult for this government, too. And that is the major challenge. And that's why citizens will, um, um, will I mean, have been clear signs, have been uh, major disappointments. On this regard. And the reasons are again, I mean, domestic capacity of the political establishment, the same as before, uh, to to drive it, to, to, to lead the good governance, to, to lead the project, the vision, the kind of development. And the and the other factor is international community that, especially under this government, because of what has happened for a very long period, um. Uh, EU has been looking at Kosovo only through the lens of the dialogue. And if you leave one reads the congratulation letters of Madame Merkel, EU institutions and other officials uh to the uh, prime minister that after he took office, there was two topics only it was COVID and dialogue with Serbia. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and in on one okay, occasion, and very honestly, Prime Minister s- said, "I'm not a Prime Minister of dialogue. I'm a Prime Minister of Kosovo, and dialogue is only one one important of all these other agendas. And then we want to work with you on many other agendas, and not only solely on the dialogue, which is very, uh, very uh, a big reality." And say how the. How EU, especially, has been uh, treating Kosovo in recent years, because they, for some reasons, they've lost patience to dealing with Kosovo and the topic, and that remains our challenge now.
1: Yeah, if if, if, if I may, you know, it, you know, and and I agree with you. This is a challenge, obviously, but as I see it, uh, Kurti came to power with a specific agenda. I mean he was talking he talked about how to solidify democracy, how to build the country, how to work with the how to improve the economy, how to deal with corruption. Perhaps he made some progress on the in the area of corruption. But from my perspective, as I see it, and the fact that there was the COVID and the Serbia, and like exactly what you said, the EU is focusing on solving the problem. Uh, with Serbia, the United States is also putting some pressure because of Russian involvement, because they want to establish stability. And as long as the conflict between Kosovo and Serbia continues, then there is, their whole region is less, less stable from their perspective. But with all of this happening, this is my view in any event. I think Korti uh, basically dropped the ball when it comes to domestic issues. I'm focusing on that. It is as though he has to do everything. I mean, he has ministers, has ministers to do a lot of them. You know, they have responsibilities. If they have a plan of action, then they should be sitting and working on it. I I see there is there is a disconnect. That's how I see it. There's a disconnect within the government itself in terms of how to op, how to operate in order to produce the result that the our people are expecting.
0: Um, I have seen other prime ministers coming very ambitious, uh, coming to this office very ambitiously to, to look at the, some of the domestic development, attract investments, and make uh, government more prompt, more actionable, and genuinely, you know, tempting so. But I think the political establishment before and now that has come to the to the government to govern the country does not have the capacity to do that uh well, and- you say
1: you' you're saying capacity but I don't I like our capacity. listeners to understand uh-huh. what is the capacity you're talking about I mean there is the political establishment he's got his party he's got the support he was elected so I understand what you're saying but I want our the audience that we're in this conversation understand what what is the capacity that is missing from your if- perspective
0: it's a, it's it's a human capacity to govern and and plan design actions big projects implement them negotiate them it's a it's a basically from the ministers down to managers of 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 projects and initiatives that they are not able to really pursue the whole cycle of the of the development and, and uh, I hear also many other, many international uh, organizations and donors complain about the ability of these institutions and the government as before to absorb these projects, this funded and dedicated to the projects, the money available. And that is the challenge. Is not, and I can say that per se, by default, this is a kind of a plan not to do. It's a more ability, capacity to, to well, absorb.
1: Okay, so there's a question of capacity and ability. Now, Kurti has been in power for two years now, almost, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, what in order to build that kind of capacity, what have been been done? I mean, this is part of the consolidation, strengthening of uh, the Kosovo domestically. What has been done to build that kind of managerial capacity The political capacity goes along with it in order to make the kind of advances and progress that they need to make. So have they been focusing on building the bureaucracy, the the professionals that are needed in order to implement some of his political agenda that he came up with, what he's doing in order to build that capacity that you are talking about?
0: No, and uh, no, and this is also the frustration of the donors' community that there's been no human capacity put in place, established, or trained, or assigned to absorb that um, or design and absorb that uh, development support, uh, and that's the that's the challenge. And every official that I meet, minister and official that I I meet, um, um, you know confidently admit that this is lack of capacity with them and with the uh, public administration they govern. But do you ask them,
1: I'm sure you ask them, okay, this is lack of capacity. Uh, Mr. Minister, what are you doing yourself in your department in order to improve, you know, to make that make things happen? Are they answering this question to you? What are mm-hmm. you as a minister, as a minister of development, economic development, Minister of Trade or Minister, whichever one you choose, uh, did, did you ask them? Okay, you are. You don't have that capacity. If you, although no, I don't, but it's interesting. You also mentioned they have the capital because sometimes if you don't have the money, it's a big big problem. But if you're saying they do have the capital, then what is it stopping them from nurturing, from developing this capacity?
0: No, and uh, strangely, Kosovo doesn't lack money. Kosovo has a solid budget, and Kosovo has a massive donor support available uh, that to be to be attracted. Uh, there is also one. I mean, no, I don't. I didn't ask specifically because you know, in general, they explain what was the the challenge. Some of the sectors ministers also have been trying to start some of the work and design from scratch abandoning the ongoing initiatives and trying to establish something something uh, new and fresh approach which may succeed, but it will take time. it will take a uh, considerable time to see that uh, the progress.
1: but do they start? I mean I mean
0: in some in some aspect in some some project, yes, but again it has been delayed. so they are restructuring the investments agency. Yes, I think they have a good plan for that, but in uh, it's it has not been put. The new structure has not been put in place yet. For example,
1: yeah, I mean you know the, you take the EU, the United States are very committed to Kosovo's security, Kosovo's independence. Needless to say, and they want to see progress on many fronts. Uh, but they also have the expertise. That is, if Kosovo does not have the expertise to do, undertake this kind of project or that kind of project. I'm sure there are plenty, many, many people coming from Europe, from many, many different European communities, countries that can help. Are they seeking foreign support from friendly nations? Are are they there? Are they working?
0: Yeah, as like as previous governments, this government also gets lots of support from the donors on human development capacity. But again, uh, this has been going on for for decades. And now the the there is and that scene has been very helpful, super, very very helpful, but not not entirely success uh, sustainable. So and then uh, it's also with the changes of the governments. there has been some shifts. So we and some different, uh, you know, a massive shift and uh, restructuring of the programs or government agendas. And uh, and as what what really is needed to have capacities that sit in the institutions, in the government. Do, do,
1: do you feel that, uh, that, uh, Prime Minister could, if you can talk about this, uh, focusing too much on, on, what um, the, for example, and the, the, he spent so much time and discussion about the license plate and about a new documentation and about, uh, and then of course the strike that subsequently happened and the, the continuing tension. With the with the with the areas where it's predominantly served is he spending too much time on that or is he uh, and and because I don't see I mean you say he's made a progress but I don't see other than dealing probably with the with, with corruption I don't see discernible progress I really want to learn from you what is the progress that he's made I mean how would do you rate him two years down the line
0: look I mean there are, there are numerous issues here. I think some of the international friends complain that Kurt is not focusing enough on the dialogue and on the Serb community. So it's it's vice versa. What what is the challenge is that uh, in as in the previous government, but this one more, the focus. I mean, everything goes through the, through the prime minister. That the agendas, you know, every process, real process goes through the prime minister and, and sometimes may, delays things. Uh, there's been, uh, what's progress on the corruption has been that there is no, kind of no real affairs of the corruption. I mean, there are some elements, some ministries now that there are here are appearing up on the main, but the structural one, that was seen between 2017 and 19 is not is not there and uh, other observers co- co- complain that there is no corruption because there is no public investments that's true that the public investments have been uh, uh have been very little slow and not processed procurement public procurement not processed uh but i don't think but it's fully like it's fully that. So it's we we see some of a public procurement that does not bring up corruption affairs to the to the surface. or not at this stage. I mean, we cannot guarantee for the future. What is uh, true that that matches with the public perception is that the changes, transformation, the mobilization of the government has been very slow and already have passed two years and how, and then times will go much faster uh, this year. As this year began, it began, didn't begin with any big domestic project, but it's rather dialogue is the situation in the North. And so the other effect that we also have to take into account is that for the last year, the image of Kosovo has been barricades crisis in the North. And that happens, in the territory of Kosovo and along the border of borders of Kosovo and that's news doesn't help uh, especially at the European level and regional level that news that didn't help because um, because there is a potentials for example Greece to move forward to come closer to to st- to even recognize but to to look searching ways to to, to enhance cooperation with Kosovo some major other projects are, are table or investments, but there's there's so much in and out. There's there's it's impossible, has been impossible for this government to to establish layers of the policies, consistent policies, a sectoral one that deals with.
1: Exactly and responsibilities. And the responsibility to... has, not,
0: has not has not happened. Well, that's
1: that's 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 the problem, and I think this is this is an endemic problem. It's going to continue to haunt to haunt the Kurdish governments in, until in the next election. Because he's, I I really feel that I mean I respect him, but I, I, think, I think he's
0: enough. The sectors that have been weak before, but are weakening further. Like
1: that's the whole problem. Let me, let me change the subject a bit. You know, uh, Turkey is trying to throw its weight around. We're going to come to as well to Russia in a minute. Turkey is being uh, throwing its weight around. How much influence that Turkey has continued to exercise uh, in on, on, on Kosovo's government on Kourtes?
0: No, I don't think they are. Uh, they have an influence. Look. Turkey's influence throughout the region has been growing rapidly until 2000, uh, if I can't remember, 15, 16,
1: 17. That's right, yeah, until that, yeah.
0: And then when this crisis in Turkey and then sanction and relations with you uh, worsened, it began, it, it began to decline throughout the region, not only, only in, in Kosovo. Yes. And Turkey is no longer as influential or as expanding as used to be. and we see no major challenges uh, between the government of Kosovo and uh, and Turkey, neither any you know good great relations, neither neither any any kind of major back uh, backdrop. what there are few at the contest like uh, the the CATS, the, the company that run electricity supply, that has somehow exposed constantly some pressure, some tensions between the two governments. But other than that, we don't see uh, evidence. Okay. Do, you, do you think it
1: was wise on the part of the Kurdish government to extradite some Turkish national uh, charge, uh, you know, committing acts of terrorism? Um, do you think that was, I mean, when I realized that actually the government did extradite some Turkish nationals, you, you are aware of that. Was to that?
0: Be, to be frank, I somehow, I just skipped off my brain that, uh-huh. through, but if they had uh, extradited the, the Gulenists, what, what Erdogan well, yeah, wanted, yeah. would have been very wrong.
1: Well, that's, that's what was actually happening. I thought you might, uh, you know, I'd comment on that. You know, in your out. in your yeah, in your work, uh, you spoke um, eloquently and a lot about, obviously Russia, Russia specifically, even now more so than ever before, Russia does not want Serbia because of Serbia to recognize Kosovo, obviously, uh, but now because of the war, the Ukraine war, Russia is doing everything it can to destabilize the Balkans because. This is in their interest, so they are sort of, I think they have been using fairly well Vucic uh, uh, to, to play the the, boy, the bad guy. Um, and because they are not interested in seeing, uh, obviously, any stability in the Balkans. Where do you think this is, uh, how much, in fact, they have been able to disrupt, to destabilize uh, the, the situation between Kosovo and Serbia? And what it, where do you feel the is there any prospect for this, uh, to be, to subside for this conflict? You know, that as in my view, as long as Russia is, uh, is at odd with the United States and Europe, they're going to continue to do everything they can to disrupt any progress between Serbia and Kosovo. And, and even more so to stabilize the Balkans to the extent they can. What's, what's your take on that?
0: I mean, it's a long story. This is a long story. Russia has been much more influential uh, publicly until uh, l- early last year. Now Russia is too busy with itself and with the Ukraine. And I think uh, uh, there is a bit of room now. A bit of room to understand for the stakeholders like Vucic, like uh, other actors across the Balkans, and not only... Uh, to understand that uh, that they were wrong, and uh, and is first went after him, and then Russia after and Putin after after Serbia, so it's it's been a in a mutual kind of consent to play around with this for very long. Now it's a very it's becoming very clear for Vucic that it's impossible to rely on Russia in a medium medium term. And that's why he's trying, or he's showing a bit of more willingness to engage with the European Union and US on this. And we'll follow the the whole uh, Serbian discourse. It's really shifting a bit. I mean, at least publicly shifting. Yet Russia is extremely influential through Serbia because what what Vucic has has managed in the last several years is to uh, increase influence, not only in the parts of Kosovo, that had had Serbia, but to basically challenge the future of Montenegro, mm-hmm. together with Russians and and Bulgarians that are funded by Russia to challenge North Macedonia, that is next spot, uh, and Bosnia uh, as as continued. So the the Vucic has become a a, a putin of Western Balkans, so influencing the neighborhoods. Very successfully, and that's now it. It's become to a point that needs to be to break down when uh, there. This Russian influence went for one layer below the radar with this funding uh, gangs groups, radical groups that trying as it tried to, to 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 provoke a conflict in the north of Kosovo, as they are trying to do in Montenegro, but. Uh, this will be a major test for Vucic whether this year, whether he wants to shift size and prevent uh, this influence exposing what it meant to. I'm confident that um, if it all goes around well, if all is sequenced rightly, uh, Serbia will soon be exposed to choose, at least formally, as a country that whether they want to align with the European Union. And that means having an agreement with Kosovo uh, on the normalization relation, but this is not only an agreement with Kosovo. Having an agreement with Kosovo and framing Serbia's relations with the EU means uh, reducing the influence of Serbia in North Macedonia, in Montenegro, and, and isolating the uh, the power, destructive power of the Bosnia and Herzegovina,
1: mm-hmm. and, and I, I think I think uh, I think you are right to suggest that uh, because of the war, which is now looking at Russia's involvement somewhat a little differently. Nevertheless, Russia still exerts tremendous influence uh, on Serbia. Uh, do you do you feel that uh, the EU is doing enough to entice Serbia to move somewhat faster? In order to, and that is, the war here has two implications. One, it could make things considerably worse. To some extent, it has. The other one is like what you just said. Now, Putin showed his colors, so to speak. Would you understand that? And he may well decide, I want to move now a little bit closer to the EU. Do you feel the EU could, should, offer more incentive at this juncture to encourage Vucic to move somewhat faster toward some form of normalization of relations with Kosovo? Uh,
0: I mean, EU has never done enough. EU has been very uh, ineffective in, in working with Serbia uh, for the last decade uh, to disappointment of everybody the largest funder investors in EU, the, the weakest actor in in Serbia has been the weakest actor and uh, and it's hard to understand how ineffective such a uh, supranational mechanisms with so many other states has, has could become. Uh, so it's a, it's a matter of study. Uh, the, um, but the Franco-German proposal that has come on the table, as a result of this crisis, and and as an opportunity to frame Serbia, to move toward the on the right direction. If if Germany and France and you and U.S. can get Serbia to sign this, they can sufficiently frame Serbia on the right direction. It's a major task to convince both Kosovo and Serbia but major test will be for the EU to convince parties to sign this, and particularly Serbia. If Sir, Sir president of Serbia accepts that, and I'm still not sure, he's ready. Uh, and if they pre- proceed with the with plan as it is, to sign it in a, in a formal way, to endorse it through the ratification, uh, it will be a major shift and a major opportunity for Serbia, but also for the whole region. If if not, it will be uh, a major failure of the European Union.
1: Yeah, but the, the proposal has been on the table for some time now. And of course, if it is being implemented, it implies eventually recognition of, of uh, Kosovo by Serbia. That is, it's implied it's not clearly, clearly stated in that document, which I read. I'm sure you read yourself. The, the 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 question is: I go back to what I initially. This proposal is on the table. What is the when and do you, do you can you say why is it that the, the EU is not putting more pressure um, or providing more inducement in order to to get the things rolling a little bit more? You know? More on the part of Serbia. What is it that's stopping them? I mean, they come up with its own proposal. Germany. This is this is coming from the EU. Formally, I mean, they represent the EU. It's not just Germany and France. They they represent the EU. So, okay. what uh, what kind of muscles, what kind of meat are they putting into the proposal to make it more conducive, to make it more interesting for for Serbia for Djibouti?
0: On my view, this is a major step. Because it's a it's a something that Serbia has very successfully managed to avoid and keep international community, particularly EU, in crisis management processes in Kosovo and on the dialogue. Serbia has flourished; Vucic has flourished under the EU uh, facilitation of the dialogue until now. What Kosovo has been asking is this exactly one well, that the proposal, robust proposal to conclude the agreement. It doesn't have an implicit implicit and uh, explicit um, uh, recognition is true, but has been asking that EU and US put something tangible, a for clear framework and clear timetable. So now, uh, so Kosovo got what they asked for very long and Serbia is frustrated that they got something that will end this. Serbia, which is flourished, would, would love to continue this for centuries, for for decades, this dialogue the wave. Now they have it on the table. What is missing is the clear path, how to conclude this agreement, how to make Serbia to to, to conclude this agreement. Where is the EU accession for Serbia and Kosovo? What's the offer for Serbia uh, from the European perspective and the attraction? They are thinking of more of number of ways they are discussing changing the vote system to to speed up accession for the Western Balkans, and they may offer something even more concretely to Serbia. They're thinking of major donors uh, conference uh, that would, you know would 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 secure ten billion euros for Serbia and Kosovo, a larger chunk for Serbia, and attract the investments. They're thinking of uh, uh, free market, European free market to join. I mean, there is, there is, there is nothing concrete per se. doing this if you do that, but there is a numerous EU instruments available that are being discussed. And uh, but that it is not what Serbia, which is wants twenty five membership to uh, the membership to EU, quick pass. It's not like that. There is no EU seems not to be able to offer. Uh, And, but the reality is this, I mean, uh, Serbia, if Serbia stays like this, with no alignment with the European Union, with uh, relying on on an actor that is failing or will be isolated for a very long time, it's in itself is not sustainable. Kosovo and Serbia, and this applies for both, Kosovo and Serbia have an opportunity now to open up their door to much more robust Relations with the West, with the European Union, and uh, that means much more investments, and that means a much more um, uh, effective process of uh, reapprochement with uh, with the European Union. There will be no no magic solution, no miracle, something. But there is a, and and we always ignore the fact that the. There's been enormous efforts to make the region become one region where investments can can, can circulate throughout the region. Mm-hmm. Has not been possible under the given rela- circumstances of relations between the, the countries. So if we get eventually into, a, into, into a normal relations, one and the other, acknowledge and accepting documents papers of, uh, and jurisdiction of the one the other. We may see also American companies coming that has had long interest on in this, but they didn't come. Not many came because of this conflict, continuous, uh, constant conflicts.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, what it seems to me, the EU has its own interest and its own agenda to some extent. Uh, not much different, but the United States has also it's looking at the conflicts differently. The then, of course, you have over the, which he wants to, to extract from this whole conflict. Then, of course, you have Kosovo. It seems to me that all the forces involved are not working cohesively for a specific objective. That's what's going to be being pulled and pushed by the various players. And as long as there's not... When you have this kind of proposal on the table, uh, I'm, I'm bewildered. I don't understand why Germany and France are not saying, OK, I mean, so far the, the reaction which it was no, it didn't because it implies eventually uh, there is implicit recognition of, of course, this document. And he obviously doesn't want that to happen. Uh, but again, uh, the package has not come. To my view, maybe you, I'm sure you know more better. Did not come with a with the incentive, the real incentive. And I think you're absolutely right. The EU, the EU is not has not been forward to saying. Do this, we'll do this. There's a quick pro quo. Let's have a same kind of quick pro quo on the spot. If you do X, I will do B. If you do Z, I'll do A. D. That is, that is obviously not happening. And, and that's really, and, and I think this is going to be driving on and on. Uh, and I don't see how, how, um, the, the situation can change unless the EU UN, and the EU and work a and have a specific agenda specific plan of action consistent with the proposal on the table to make it, to realize it to make it happen I, I don't see that happening
0: I mean, there will be again, no magic solution Not pr- yeah, pr- pr- yeah. there will be no but what, there's there's still some changes uh, which offer an opportunity that yeah. you is widening. EU is widening. They went down to, to, to Ukraine, and now the borders, external borders. You know, Western Balkan is no longer at the external borders. So the Eastern European border will be much further, and and that's I think the growing understanding in European Union. And then uh, Western Balkan is becoming in, in a small island in between, in the middle of Europe now.
1: Yeah.
0: Which again is attracting to the, um, to the, to the, uh, until a few a year ago, a few years ago, the German Chancellor was was even preventing, declining to, to put uh, a date for 2030, 2035 for accession. Now with this government, German government, uh, there's uh, there's more more hope and there's real push for for the accession. There are right. there, but the, the number of the countries in European Union mobilizing for accession for the Western Balkan is increasing in, compara- in comparison to the pre- couple of years ago. That's that's good. What what's unfair? is happening unfair is saying bluntly they are taking people but they, they are not taking governments and land. Yeah. Uh, and there's th- hundreds of thousands of people from Western Balkans, including Serbia, are departing, moving to Germany. But somehow the European Union doesn't like the system, the, the our governments and the, 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 the territories. Yeah. And that's the change. We also have to look at the region itself, what they are doing. Uh, I mean, a friend of mine in Serbia says more chapters Serbia has opened, less democratic has become. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so what is Kosovo government doing to consolidate institutions to prepare for European Union? What Montenegro is happening? Look at what Bosnia is doing. And also we have to look at domestically, individually, the countries and the elites are really genuinely seeking this to membership. But also, whenever the Western Balkans become ready to join EU, they will have to work together.
1: Yeah, and also, of course, you have another five countries within the EU that still don't recognize. Uh,
0: which uh, which pro- may pro- move to this agreement. Which yeah. hopefully, certainly...
1: that, yeah, that's going to happen. Let me let me ask you about another uh, area. Uh, and you, you suggest—I um, don't know if you advocate union between Kosovo and Albania. Uh, why do you think it's? Imp- I don't know if you've been advocating that as a matter of fact. Do you feel it's uh, it would be helpful? To whom it would be helpful? Uh, and uh, do you personally uh, support that kind of union uh, at any juncture?
0: No, that. Uh, that it's not time for the discussion, no. And I don't think there is a discussion in the Western Balkan, nor among the elites in Kosovo and Albania about that. There's not, you know, it's not on, you know, it's it's a conversation for academics, conversation for thinkers, but not really for policy. What the focus of Kosovo is, I think uh, broadly politically and societally is to consolidate the statehood first to consolidate the statehood and to move closer to European Union. And same we see in Albania. Uh, With the Kosovo statehood, with open borders, with regional cooperation, issues of the borders, unions, unifications have have become much less relevant and out of discussions. And and Albanians uh, see, that you know, it's not the problem with unification of Albania. is the problem, the challenges are domestic uh, economic development, prosperity, and the, the, the development of the of the state. Same where people see that Albanians in North Macedonia are consolidating or are, are prospering or participating in the institutions effectively, and they become a, a critical, vital, critically vital actor. What reality has brought in the Western Balkans in the former, former post um, the wars, is the minorities. Uh, Albanian minority in Prashal Valley is in a desperate situation. Albanian minority in, in, uh, in Montenegro, in a desperate situation. Serb minority in Kosovo, in a very desperate situation for numerous reasons. Um, and elsewhere, well, smaller minorities are paying the price of uh, larger, larger agendas uh, for, to, for which the governments' respective governments have not—I mean—don't care and have no solution, have not found a solution for. It.
1: Yeah. So, from your perspective, uh, if there were to be a union, would that would that would happy? net positive or net negative for
0: Kosovo uh, in the given circumstances, I would yeah. have major negative uh, consequences uh, it it's it, it challenges the, uh, the the existence of the statehood of Kosovo.
1: Okay. okay, we we have a few more minutes if you have it, and I want to ask then, you
0: about then what we we are not we should not talk only about look at what's happening with the Serbs in Montenegro, what which is... yes, uh-huh. what Bulgarians are doing with Macedonians and and uh, pretending Bulgarian minority, right, right. So it's um, this will be a major uh, major challenge afterwards. Right.
1: Let me just shift a little bit to the. Uh, Some of the Arab states' involvement in uh, in in Kosovo, in particular, Um, uh, how do you see uh, to what extent, for example, Saudi Arabia now is trying to make its presence felt in Kosovo? Uh, What sort of investment are they making? Um, What's your take on Saudi role uh, at this juncture?
0: Uh, not really. I mean the initial years after the war and the growing uh, I mean years after independence there was an increase in the in the present in, in participation funding for NGOs and for these imams and communities that practice Sharia law and they have succeeded to establish a contingency of 20, 30, 000, uh members that really are living. In outside the you know uh, secular system and uh, and living in, in under Syria law, uh, but that's it. I think there's no other major investments. They're looking at. Um, they also have changed. They're looking at more and strategic investments in Belgrade, in Albania, mm-hmm. uh, in Bulgaria. In even Italy, massively. So they're looking more in a more strategic hubs. And Kosovo is not the one. In Bosnia, they have a very well, very, very established center. But they're
1: not pushing anymore no, the way they we, used to uh, a few years ago Islam, sending yeah. their own imams and building mosques and all but, of that. Um,
0: there are some of these kind of things going on, but I think they've reduced, they, they're focusing on. On more of a strategic approach, which Kosovo doesn't offer because there is no yet a strategic investment that on offer. I mean, I remember some years ago they came and tried to open a school, but demanded the, to separate boys and girls, and then it was not accepted here. So they moved back. So it's mm-hmm. uh, uh it's, it's, it doesn't mean that this is not, you know, their interest for the future, but. Look at it. the interest is like ports in Albania, like water, water flow. Uh, you know centers that are building in Belgrade, like airlines in Serbia, like air renting airport parts of Serbia. These are major kind of assets that you want. They want to use as a hubs to reach you. All right.
1: Yeah. Just finally one more thing. You know, from their perspective, um, what uh, what ideally. Ideally, again, it should happen, say, the next uh, day. has two more years, I guess, right? It says the election is in two years again?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ideally, what do you like to see happen, practically speaking, uh, in Kosovo for the next couple of years?
0: Well, first I hope by March, we'll have an agreement between Kosovo and Serbia. Uh, What kind of an agreement? Of this Franco-German thing, I see. And if if Kosovo and Serbia make this agreement, it will be a dramatic step forward. And whoever signs from the Kosovo will be her- the hero. To conclude the the process of statehood consolidation, and uh, and then will Kosovo will move in a far different uh, different platform of development. Uh, that is top priority. If we don't have this, we'll remain in crisis, in a constant tensions between Kosovo and Serbia. We'll lose the focus of the EU and US, and then we'll keep up struggling with the governments. So, the well, government...
1: yeah, I'm sorry. And, and what about uh, Serbia' position here? I mean, are That's... the Serbs are willing to sit down? I mean, as far as I know. They're not willing to send the document the way
0: it was presented. I mean, not yet. I mean, I, I have my own doubts, but that's that's I hope for cos what I hope for both Kosovo first, but also the Serbia, because the, the whole thing will change. If we have a, an agreement that one and the other recognizes each other's jurisdiction, sovereignty, law, document, establish diplomatic relations, uh and we, Kosovo and Serbia will have much different relations with the European Union and the world. That is, is a, will be a dramatic change. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I have my own reservations that this will happen. That's, but uh, for Albin Kurti, it will be a major step.
1: It will my, be a major step, but it to you your knowledge as we speak nowadays, is there any effort made by what, who, what power try to convince, uh, to persuade, to induce uh, Serbia to look at this uh, Franco-German
0: proposal they, they working, more,
1: more seriously?
0: They are working days and nights. They are working uh-huh. days and nights. There is so a, what's
1: the main objection? Last, the last thing, what is the main objection of Serbia? Is it because of the
0: implicit recognition in the end? Or look, Serbia doesn't want this process to conclude. So, which is, doesn't want to end Kosovo issue. Serbia has benefited from open Kosovo issue. Yeah. Which is, and the widget worries that, I mean, no Serb leader in the history of Serbia has signed an agreement with Albanians. Okay. So this is, will be the kind of first, and they are asked to sign it as an international agreement, an international treaty. Serbia will lose the leverage over the Kosovo but will gain in relation to European Union. And that's the prize, whether they will make a choice or not, it's hard to know. But this will be 2023 can turn into a year of major progress or can turn a year that consolidate tensions and keep us in a very tense relations under which the government of Hagin Kurti will find very hard to govern and do any prosperous, uh, or uh, any any significant development?
1: Yeah, yeah. My I, I, I feeling, like, I mean, probably you disagree. Or you, I'm not sure that as long as the war in the Ukraine continues, and as long as uh, Putin is not going to support Poroshek to make such a move, uh, I don't know if Poroshek is going to make such a move in 2023 as long as this uh, war is going on.
0: I. Uh, I agree with you, everybody okay. has the reservations.
1: Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, yeah. last thing I wanna, is there anything else would you like to say for our audience in conclusion?
0: Um, look, Balkans, Western Balkans has been living in a very long in a status quo. This status quo uh, needs to break and to move progress to move forward to European Union. The status quo has been very costly for the for the Western Balkan. Not that there's been wars. Uh, uh, the the region is two million people less by a decade. Okay, uh, in twenty thirty, uh, when we suppose some of the countries to join European Union, Kosovo will be le- half a million less. Serbia will be a million people less, and uh, and and same other countries even worse. So, time for the whole Europe to move, but also for the elites of the Western Balkans to make their mind. Uh, the status quo has to change. The status quo is emptying the countries.
1: I see, yeah. Well, I, 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 in this, I fully agree with you as well. There's uh, no question. I think, I think uh, uh, the status quo is debilitating to all the parties involved. And, and I need to be uh, revamped, something to change. And I place some of the responsibility, of course, also on the EU, the United States, um, for, for not becoming, not, not in providing, in my view, a sufficient, uh, incentives, uh, at this job, especially from the EU. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time. It was very, very interesting to hear you. And I'm sure our audience will love to hear what you have to say. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode on the issues. You can find this podcast on my SoundCloud page. And stay tuned to my social media accounts for the latest analysis and announcements.